1: Now here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka.
2: Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement on the Max Out Savings Show. One of Houston's longest-running financial shows, been on for well over a decade now, talking about saving, the importance of saving. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Uh, We are big believers in income-based savings, which means you put away every paycheck, uh, a little bit out of every paycheck uh, going forward, and uh, just simply put away the money aggressively as much as you can. That's why I save aggressively, and then conservatively Invest the money, and I think that's the real key to building up wealth over the long term. We had uh, a couple things this week. Up in Dallas, uh, Dallas's their pension funds, uh, particularly the police, are having uh, huge problems up there and are grossly underfunded. What they tried to do is is they tried to use alternative investments, and they use an eight percent expected return rate on the money they they put a lot of money into real estate and lost a lot of money through bad investments poor investments and and so the the Dallas pension is now uh, massively underfunded and uh this week uh what what Dallas did is is they 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 limited uh rollovers uh on the uh fr- from the uh Dallas pension funds you could ne- you could not take uh, your money out of the uh out of the, the pension fund in an IRA rollover. And, uh, what, what this, what this, this is important for a a couple reasons, reasons is that now the policemen in the, in the firemen are up, up there are in trouble because they can't, they, they've, they've suspended access to their cash after there was a run on the pension fund. And, And this has two things. Number one, it shows what, uh, Having too high expected returns in underfunding pensions, and there's lots of pensions all over the country, are are facing, and it shows the problem now. Now the, their money is trapped. They, there's a strong possibility of a bankruptcy up in Dallas, and it's a real problem. And, and the other thing this highlights is is there's something called the fiduciary rule that was coming out, and what the fiduciary rule. Uh, said it's starting here uh, next spring is by the Obama administration. It's also called the Department of Labor rule. The reason why it's called the Department of Labor rule is, normally this type of of, of program of of, manage, of of rules and regulations comes out of Congress and they they tell the the, the executive branch what to do. But they used the Obama administration used the Department of Labor and said look. We can impose all this regulation through the Department of Labor. We don't need Congress. We can sit there and start mandating how everybody's savings in the United States, and we can control their savings, just like they can control their health care, just like they can control health care, just like the Obama administration can control every aspect of your life. Well, we saw what happened in Election Day, what happened to what people really think of the Obama administration, and it's not a whole hell of a lot, but that's another story. Uh, the Department of Labor rule, which was put out uh, by the Obama administration, rather than using uh, the the some of the uh, the SEC or other organizations, they went through the Department of Labor so they could get control of, of 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 the assets. They called it the fiduciary rule, which was kind of a clever way of saying, "Look, we want people to have a fiduciary responsibility." To their investors, uh, at Max Out Savings Advisors, we're fiduciaries. We're registered investment advisors, which we have a fiduciary duty to our clients. Uh, we think that's the proper way to do things. That's the way we expect business to be done, and which means we put the clients' interest first. Uh, if you're a broker, you have a fiduciary duty to the client and the, the firm, and, and 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 there's real problems there. But this wasn't just about fiduciary rules this was about getting control of of assets and what they wanted to do was they wanted to limit rollovers coming out of pensions and they wanted people to take pensions or annuities instead they didn't want they did not want Americans to have control of their savings they wanted the government to have control of their savings Which means you had a pension. So when you retire, you get a pension and everything you saved up and you buy an annuity and you you live long enough and maybe you have a joint annuity. So when you and your wife live, the, the payments stop and there's no estate built up for your heirs. So people don't build up wealth. Now, understand in a socialist and communist countries, people don't build up wealth, and that's pretty much what the Democrats – they don't want you building up wealth for your family. They want to be able to control it and make sure that that you know this money is really coming from them. It's not really your money. And so – the fiduciary rule of the Department of Labor rule was one of the most insidious rules I've ever seen put out by the United States government. It was basically secretly seizing control of pension money in this in the United States of America, like they were doing for Obamacare. And the more people looked at it, the more upset they became. Uh, a, a, a couple thoughts on it: If it would have gone through, you would have, all the people in Dallas. The people that got their money out of the Dallas pension system in an IRA into an IRA rollover, their money is protected and safe. The people that left it with the pension, now that the city's going bankrupt, there's going to be cutbacks. And so by you being able to take control of your money, uh, that gives you control over it. What the government wants is the government wanted control of the money. This is what this election was all about. It, this is why the Democrats are so stunned. They can't believe that... Everybody didn't want the government telling them what to do and controlling everything, in in living in cradle to grave socialism, but but what what you see with this rule was it, it was effectively a takeover of the of the rule. So if if it would have gone through, you would have had to keep your money. Now look, if you're at Exxon or someone or you know maybe you want to go look, I'm fine with Exxon with my pension. I trust those guys. Uh, they're very conservative. That's okay. But understand if you're with an Enron or Dallas in this case and you left all your money with the pension, you could get haircutted. And, and, and so this is why the, the, the elimination of the Department of Labor rule in the fidu, or what's known as the fiduciary rule is such a big deal. Now, if you talk to the big firms out there, people like Schwab and a lot of the other big firms, Morgan Stanley, they're out there telling everyone that this law is going to go through look I've talked to top people in in, in, in Congress on this issue they're very 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 concerned about it they want this rule gone it will be gone I the the, the members of the of the Trump transition team are adamant that they're going to do everything in their power to stop this rule and so I think what you're hearing from your from your advisors, your brokers out there at the bigger firms, they don't want to say anything negative about the fiduciary rule or the Department of Labor rule for now because they're still frightened of the Obama administration. They're still in power for another six weeks. Uh, we've gotten a lot of questions on this from people, particularly friends of mine in the industry, because all of their experts are telling them that this law is going to stay in place. I don't think it's going to stay in place. I think it's one of the most insidious rules I've ever seen. I think it's functionally a takeover of people's savings. The max out Saving show has always been about savings and investments, and so you need to understand where you know where some of this stuff is coming from and and, 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 and protect it. And uh, I I believe if a person works all his life and saves up, he should have control of the money and be able to decide what to do with it. Ideally, you 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 come up in retirement. You, you use your money for retirement and you have something for your family in the future through a state. I, I think that's a better way to go. I also believe using an IRA is a better way to protect against inflation because I, I just convinced as reckless as, as particularly the central banks are around the world, eventually we're going to get a big inflation if you take a standard pension. uh and inflation takes off it could wipe your pension out with 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 separately managed account and IRA rollover you have a chance to navigate through that uh and the other thing is most people have social security and if you have social security and a pension they're both effectively annuities the 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 social security will be adjusted to some limited extent so you have some a small amount of inflation protection there but with most pensions you do not and and, and so this Department of Labor rule, uh, this fiduciary rule that was about to come out was going to eliminate the opportunity for a lot of people to roll over. And, and, and if an inflation – if if this law would have gone through – and this is what I want you to understand. If the Department of Labor fiduciary rule would have gone through uh, – and we would have had a big inflation five, 10 years in the future somewhere, and everyone was forced to keep their money and their pensions and to accept pension payouts, it would wipe out the savings of most Americans in the United States. Very dangerous rule. It's a miracle Donald Trump was elected, uh, and it, it is a huge savings. It, it, this thing is it basically uh, saved the capitalist system in this country. Uh a couple thoughts uh, on it. And by the way, uh, our phone number here is seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Here on the Max Out Savings Show, that's seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. The um, uh, what? Taking a look now from where 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 we're going to go, uh, w- with with the markets. They've been very excited about Donald Trump. I mean, really, the, the the market is up about 8%, 8.5% from the election. And there really seems to be a huge uh, excitement taking on out there. I've been listening to some of Donald Trump's speeches. They're very interesting, actually. It's really remarkable. After an election, most of the time, the last... Thing anyone wants to hear on a speech is something from the president or or the president elect. They're tired of the election. They just they don't want to hear from either one of the guys. And 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 Donald Trump, as we talked about on our show last week, is really moving uh, quite uh, aggressively to consolidate his power. In 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 the reason we talked about this on the show last week, and the reason he has to do this is the media was so against him and had most of the American people. People convinced he was the worst possible person in the world. They did everything they could uh, to stop Donald Trump. The the East Coast media, uh, and uh, that they that he's got to still consolidate his power. And he's got to pull in the people that were kind of frightened of him by the media that are now saying, wait, this guy isn't so bad. He seems like I kind of like him. He's fighting for jobs. And so he's continuing to add, quote, voters. They're not voters, but they're supporters now. And to listen to him talk, it, the, the speech last night was really interesting. There was some hecklers in the crowd. and He goes, oh, yes, oh, that, yes, that's fine. The election's over. He'll eventually be over. He'll, you no, know, be nice to him. He'll be a supporter of ours. He's his The people that were sort of against him, he's now consolidating as supporters, which is, it, it, again, he's continuing to build his mandate to change the country. And this is important to understand is this revolution is gaining steam and in, and in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in moving forward. He's adding people. I saw one of the polls. I think it was 69 percent or I think it was 80-something percent of the – 82 percent of the Democrats uh, – were thought that Trump was unfit for the presidency. It's dropped seventeen points. He, he's 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 adding an extra probably ten percent. uh just in in going up into year end. I think he'll add another ten percent to the, his supporters here, which is a huge deal. So he's gaining momentum. That's what I want you to understand here. And he's got some very exciting picks. He's fundamentally changing the direction of this country. And and I mean, if you re, if you really sit back and ask, if you look, why did you decide to run? He said, I wasn't I'm not going to run unless it gets so bad. I need to get in there to try to change things. This man is going to change the United States of America back to the capitalist system. And it's very exciting and people are picking it up. This is why the capital markets, the stock markets exploding upward. People are getting excited. Now, I'm going to talk to some more about this and what are some of the ramifications after this quick break right here on the Max Out Saving Show.
1: If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back.
2: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up.
1: south coast hydraulics can monitor service and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working south coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications tool or press systems complete manufacturing lines when you think hydraulics think south coast hydraulics schydraulics.com the max out Saving show returns now with your host ted Gioka.
2: Welcome back to the max Out Savings show we're talking savings investments in your retirement uh, phone number we are live here in Houston Texas seven one three 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 nine ten seventy the uh, by the way, if you haven't signed we're going to be putting together a newsletter sending it out what're what what's happening now with the Trump administration what's happening with the economy. What's happening with the investment markets? Uh, What's our outlook for the new year? All of these things are going to come up in the next couple issues of the Max Out Savings Report. This is a free report that we send out to listeners of the Max Out Savings Show. we have been doing it now for a long time. One of the first ones we ever wrote was in 2001. And uh, after Ben Bernanke's famous uh, helicopter speech where we said this was a 20-year bull market in gold, I stand by that. And I, I think I pretty much called the the bottom in gold, and it was going to start up from there. And uh, we laid out the case. Uh, had a lot of interesting things in there. In 2007, we predicted failures of investment banks, and we laid out the case that their balance sheets were going to destabilize. We had little balance sheets on the report. So we have a lot of good stuff. This report is written barbell style which means we got some real simple things for people to help them save money and we've got some complex issues in there we've had chief uh investment officers or chief strategist of wall street firms that have have gotten our report so it, we got a lot of good stuff in the report and it is free to listeners of the max out savings show so just go to the website maxoutsavings.com maxoutsavings.com uh Donald Trump continues to be the story. Uh, we're seeing a lot of positive news coming out on Donald Trump. Donald Trump is doing his speeches, which are just so much fun to watch. And uh, what Donald Trump last night had uh, Mr. Lavarius, uh, chairman of uh, Dow Chemical on. Uh, he, he appointed him chairman of his manufacturing council. So uh, Mr. Levarius gets up there and he announces that he's going to move a research and development pro- – the, the, the speech is in Michigan. And and he says, we're going to move uh, – we're from Michigan. Dow Chemical started in Michigan. We're moving a research and development facility up here and adding 250 jobs. Again, this is all about messaging. Uh, listeners of the Maxot Savings Show know I have been very critical of CEOs of U.S. companies – We've been saying a number of things. We've been saying the CEOs of American companies have been so aggressively cutting costs – They've been firing workers to boost up earnings per share. They've been moving factories overseas and firing workers to boost up earnings per share. They've been borrowing huge amounts of money and buying back their own company's stock to boost earnings per share. They borrowed money. They did not use the money or the free cash flow to put in new plant and equipment to do new research and development. Instead, they were doing it to try to push up the stock price to, to boost earnings, push up the stock price so they could cash out their options. In and, and, and what they were doing is they were selling out the American people. We've been very critical on this show for a long time of of, of CEOs of American companies. They started seeing themselves as, as globalists and they did not believe they had any any responsibility to the American people. And it was very sad. But But they would go to the u s government and say, "Hey, we need your help to sell into this country. We need your help to sell here we need your We need special advantages here. We need tax breaks here, and we would give them everything we would negotiate for them, we would lobby for them all over the world. we'd do everything we could to help them do business around the world and they felt no obligation whatsoever to pay taxes in the United States, no obligation to hire workers in the united states and and now, you could say it's capitalism. They, 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 you know, we shouldn't interfere. Well, I agree with that. Well, then let them make themselves world companies and then, you know, they can move everything out of the United States and we'll bring in companies that will, even if it's some other company overseas, if they want to put people here to work. And so we've been talking about this for a while. I've been in the investment business for over 25 years. I've studied for – I don't even want to say how long I've studied – Companies in politics and understand. I mean, I, the, the number gets so big, I don't even want to mention it on the air anymore. And, and but, and I and I see how things have changed. And in what Donald Trump is doing. What look, let's see what he's done first. He put in the Carrier guy, and and uh, he he went after and talked to the president of United Technology, owner of Carrier. Look, hey, we got to do something about these jobs. Those that the factory was built in Mexico, and they agreed to keep almost a thousand workers there. Uh, He's called out uh, Boeing Corporation over two over four billion dollars for two Air Force One uh, uh, planes, uh, the presidential planes. It's an absurd amount of money. We've had too long when it comes to national security. Companies seem to think they can charge us whatever they want under the guise of national security. And the American people are expected to pay it. It's absurd. Uh, What did he do? He he's had he had the the the. uh, the, the guy that, that's the owner of uh, – I forgot his name – the Japanese person of Sprint, one of the big uh, – he's committing to, to spend $50 billion in 50,000 jobs. He had he had the, the head of, of U.S. Steel come out and said, look, if you can get regulation down and taxes down, I think I can add 10,000 jobs. What he's doing is he's going to these people and saying, look, if you want to be in the United States, if you want to operate under the protection and the umbrella of the United States through its laws, its political power, its military power, and everything that, that it stands for, you're going to have to bring some jobs to the table. This is a fundamental shift. Do you realize... Until Donald Trump picked the phone up and called the, the, the chairman of United Technology about the care of jobs for 20 years, not one single president, as we, as we lost probably five to 10 million manufacturing jobs, bothered to pick the phone up and try to get those jobs back. Donald Trump did it, and the American people know he did it, and the American people back him. And that, that's what's so exciting about this whole thing because I've been all around the world, I've been to China, I've been to Europe, I've been to South America. Look, there's rich people all over the world, and there's poor people all over the world. There's very few places, Europe has it, uh, that really has a big middle class. That's the hardest thing in the world to create is a big middle class. The h- hardest thing in the world is not to create rich people. There's rich people in Zimbabwe. There's rich people in Venezuela, even with the economy collapsing, Okay. But the hard thing is the solid middle class, and that's what Donald Trump understands. And and so along those lines, I think it's going to be pretty exciting. Now, this could have some negative ramifications out there, but it could have some positive ramifications. What did the guy from U.S. Steel says? He goes, look, we can create jobs. We're excited about deregulation and taxes. Look, we need taxes. We're going to have to have a fair tax rate, but why the— the, de- the regulation in this country is absurd to get anything done. It's, do- it's co- nothing has cost more jobs, including globalization, than regulation in this country that is spun completely out of control. Do you realize the EPA is running around drafting laws, forcing? Plants in the United States to close down because they can get because there's a marginal amount of pollution, very small levels that no one can even see. They're closing down the plants. They're moving the exact same plant to China. Think about this: the same plant is going to China, creating Chinese jobs. But it's even worse than that. The plant in China probably has fifty times the level of pollutants. So we have these jackasses running around like Al Gore talking about global warming, and what's happening is is that he's forcing the EPA to shut down huge swaths of manufacturing plants in the United States, refineries, chemical plants, all types of stuff, and it's all moving to China. And the pollution, the global pollution for the same products being produced is going up 5, 10, 20 times the amount because of it. So not only do we lose jobs, but we the EPA has materially... Co- contributed to pollution on a global scale. There's no doubt about that. Take a look at the things. Take a look at China. I've been to China. The pollution over there is absolutely horrific. The pollution, I've seen it. I've been to Shanghai. I've been to Beijing. I've been to Tianjin. Uh, You know, the pollution is horrific. You should take a look at the rivers in these places. If you fall in, I'm not sure you would come out. You'd come out a skeleton. They're so polluted. I look. I fish the. I fish the mouth of the Mississippi River. I know it like the back of my hand. That that water. I swim in that water. I fish in it. I eat the fish out of it. It's perfectly fine. You you try to do that in the mouth of some of the rivers in China, you will contact uh, cancer pretty quickly. So understand, the United States produces product. At a cleaner rate than anywhere else in the world, we are the least polluting place in the world. So, if you're environmentalist, you want all the manufacturing done in the United States. This is what the the global warming people missed. Something now we're adding a new. Now this is exciting for for Houston. Scott Pruitt is is as uh, uh, the attorney Oklahoma Attorney General has been added as the. As the head of the EPA for by Donald Trump, this is going to be the most controversial pick. This is the one that the that the Democrats are going to fight about. He he doesn't believe in global warming. He's been a huge critic of the EPA. He sued the EPA for the state of Oklahoma. Texas has helped them out on some of these cases. Oklahoma is a big farming state and a big oil and gas state, and the EPA. Is going after all types of rules hurting farming in oil and gas, and it's raising the cost of production of oil and gas, and it's making our production of oil and gas uneconomical because of the EPA, compared to places like Mexico, in the Arab countries, in Russia, and, and and so again, they'll they'll produce a barrel of oil over in those countries. There will be a materially higher level of pollution, a materially higher level of CO2 emissions, so they shut down production here and they move it to a bigger, more polluting country. And this is something that we're going to have to start taking a look at is... By By implementing a rule in the United States, are we shifting pollution and increasing pollution elsewhere in the world? This is something that the Democrats have not looked at, and so something but this is a huge win for the oil and gas industry. a huge win for shale production if putting uh, Scott Pruitt in an EPA this is going to be the one that they 're going to fight the most of all the cabinet appointees, I think uh, Scott Pruitt is the one they 're going to fight the most. This guy, we need him for Texas. So understand this is a real important pick for Texas, for the oil industry, for the energy industry in the United States. Something to think about. Now, now what we're seeing is, so you go, Ted, what does this have to do with my savings? Let me tell you. Donald Trump over the long term, it's going to be much more – he's going to realign the economy so the United States is, again, going to become a global leader in commerce, in manufacturing. And 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 it's going to feed on itself and, and create bigger growth. We're going to see more deregulation, which is going to be good for companies. We're going to be, see a lot more uh, – we're going to see uh, the deregulation in lower taxes, Uh the tax what what i'm hearing on the tax rate is going to be something like about 20% corporate tax but but for instance if i if i take uh if i have i'm an ipad here if i have my little ipad and i'm apple i'm producing ipads here i'm paying a 20% tax if i produce the ipad overseas uh i have to, it comes in the country i have to pay a 20% tax on the ipad uh, but if I if my iPad is produced here and I ship it overseas, it, it, there's no taxes on exports. And, and so what this is is this is more closely aligned to what other countries in the world are doing. So if we're producing stuff and selling it overseas, we're not paying the taxes on it, which, which is a big deal. They're setting up the tax program to bring jobs back to the United States of America, to bring growth back to the United States of America, which is, means earnings are going to go up less regulation means less money has to be spent on uh on regulation I, I give an example now you know that about you know the power plant if you get less pollution it's cheaper because you don't have to put it, put in p- scrubbers or whatever i mean they have all types of new technology out there but even in the finance sector Small banks can't function anymore because they have to spend so much money on compliance because there's so many rules from the federal government that the, that the formation of small banks has plunged in this country. This is one example. We could go through every industry in the country as why business isn't working because of, reg, uh, of out-of-control regulation. So this is very good. Earnings are going to go up because you're going to have to spend less on regulation. Earnings are going to go up because your tax rate's low. Now, here's a couple of the negatives. Interest rates are going to be going up. Okay. We we have uh, next week we have a uh we have a uh Federal Reserve meeting coming up. They're going to raise short-term rates. Uh the higher the rates go, companies are going to have to reallocate capital and so you're going to see a slowdown in stock buyback programs. Remember, for the last years under the Obama administration, companies would, did not invest in the United States. They did not put in new plant and equipment. All they did was buy back stock all the time because they just wanted to boost up their earnings. There was no growth. They weren't giving out raises. They weren't spending money on research and development. But they weren't putting in new plant and equipment, so their free cash flow jumped up. Because they didn't have to pay anybody, they didn't have to invest anything, and so all they did was buy back stock. Now, if you buy back stock, it reduces the number of shares, which is your divisor. So if I make a million dollars and I have 1,000 shares, I have, you know, whatever, uh, what's that, $10,000 a share or something. But if I if I reduce the amount to 950 shares, then then the, the, the earnings per share goes up, which is what they've been doing for the last eight years under the Obama administration. So... When companies spend money on plant and equipment, when they engage in new research and development, when they give employees raises, that hurts earnings earning and earnings per share. So you might not see the earnings per share growth, and the most important thing is the stock buyback programs, which is in many ways uh, – the stock buyback programs are a way to manipulate and push stock prices higher – uh, the people I knew years ago in the penny stock area, which I never really did anything with, but I knew some of the people in it, that's how they manipulated, pushed stocks up. They'd buy a little bit every day, and then when things were bad, they'd rush and buy some more to support the price of the stock, which is what people at Goldman Sachs with their big stock buyback programs for all the corporations are doing now. This is why you see these the market not go down as much. Uh, but that's going to start to change. So the market, this is going to be very good for the economy. And we talked about it on the show last week. We're moving the United States. The performance in the United States under the Obama administration has been has been measured by by two things: earnings per share, of the S and P 500, and the and stock prices in asset prices. So as long as the stock market kept going up and earnings kept going up, the economy is doing good and things are great in the United States. This is very different from the from the idea of we're going to base the United States economic what we think how the the economy is doing on GDP gross domestic product and also on hiring on jobs jobs in 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 GDP are going to be the thing that's the way it's always been for the last two hundred years in the United States we've been sort of sold a, a bill of goods here by the Federal Reserve. And so that's changing. That's going to slow down stock prices. But you're still going to see there's going to be so much incremental buying by the public, incremental new business that you're going to see the economy start to surge up now. Uh, the market is up about eight percent right now, but that's that could change. So I will afterward in the next uh, segment we're going to talk about what happened under the Reagan administration. Remember Ronald Reagan came in much like Donald Trump. I guess it was all up and away from the beginning. I don't think so. That's not quite what happened. So we're going to discuss it after this break. But a couple things: if 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 you're not on our max out savings report list, we're going to write about some of this stuff in the report. We're going to talking about actually I'm pretty excited about doing. I want to do some stuff on on bulletproofing your retirement overall for inflation in the distant future. It's it, it, And I'm going to be writing. I think that's going to be a pretty interesting report. We're doing a lot of stuff in our free Max Out Savings report. If you're not on the list, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. And if you need some help with your retirement, uh, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market and so uh if you need some help just go to the website maxoutsavings.com and you can set up an appointment with me and I'll be happy to sit down and talk to you uh it's maxoutsavings with an s maxoutsavings.com go to the website and uh got any questions or comments give me a call here 713-339-1070 right here in the maxout savings show
1: The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show.
2: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com.
3: Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message We're Five 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. Downtime with your family?
1: That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks... When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. We return now to the Max Out Saving Show. Here's Ted Gioka.
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings and investments. Uh, coming up the last, last segment, if you got a question or comment, 713-339-1070. That's what Dimitri did. Hello, Dimitri. Yeah,
3: good morning, uh, Ted. Melissa, uh, you just touched about the uh, possibility of the Federal Reserve raising interest rates. And uh, as a real estate agent, I have seen real, uh, uh, interest rates go up from the first of the year, which were – for a 30-year mortgage, around 3.5%. Now they're a little bit around 4 a little bit above. Uh, with that in mind and the fact that if there is a crackdown on illegal alien uh, labor force uh, to build uh, houses at a cheap labor price, do you anticipate seeing a housing collapse in the near future? And uh, it, would it be a good time to get out of real estate as far as having that in your portfolio?
2: Yeah, wow, that's a good questions there. Uh, i tell you what. Uh, look, I like real estate uh, over the long term. Uh, I like it a little more in Houston if oil was over $60. But uh, what I think is going to happen is I, I don't think Donald Trump is going to run all the illegal aliens out of, out of the United States. I think the what, – What the first thing he wants to do is make it seems so if you 're sitting in Mexico or somewhere else like i really don 't want to go i 'm going to get caught to the united states i 'm going to get caught and kicked out of the country, and so he wants to set that precedent right now uh, they know they need all these people in real estate and everything I think you 're going to see some first thing that 's going to happen is they 're going to try they 're going to build the wall and try to shut down and they 're going to, the uh the inflows then they 're going to try to get rid of the the criminal uh with the criminal and I suspect it 's going to be it 's going to be a higher level of criminal. Record for illegal aliens. If if you got a speeding ticket or, or you know, uh, I don't know, drunken public ticket or something, they're not they're not going to be after those people. It's going to be it's going to be the people that are real criminals and that that, to try to set an example. And then and then I think they're going to work on some type of work permit process or something like that to do that. So I don't think the other good thing about housing is. Is that there's been so many people since 2008 have been renting and, and, and living in apartments that there's a huge uh, pent up demand for housing in the United States. I think I think it's I think the real estate is going to shift from apartments over to housing, uh, single family and multifamily ownership housing as people start buying things. Even at four percent, that's not a bad rate. Uh, I, you know, you could the, the break point of four. Four percent is, is i I've been in this business a while and I remember my first houses, I, it seems like we had about nine and three quarter percent interest rate and I thought that was a great deal. Right. So four so percent is not too bad on a house. Uh a couple things I would do, I would be I think this is a very uncertain world. And in for real estate, I talking to a friend of mine on this yesterday is one of the things going forward, I think it's very uncertain is I would make very sure I have a long term loan in place if you get if you get your real estate loan at four percent and in and in two years rates go back down and they're at three and a quarter, you can refinance at three and a quarter. but make sure you have a locked in no mortgage going forward, you want to make sure because if there's another crisis, you could lose your home, so you want to make you sure that uh the numbers I'm seeing is right now. We're at about a two point, today we're at about 2.46, 2.5 in there on the 10-year. What I'm hearing from people is is 2.75 seems to be the line in the sand. If it starts going over that, it's going to have a huge detrimental effect on the market. The market will have a big sell down. When it that happens, everyone's going to rush back into Treasuries and rates are going to go back down. So I don't think for now they're going to go up that much more. Three years from now, I think. Uh, or late two thousand eight seven, late in 2017, maybe two thousand eighteen, you could see three, three and a half. Two thousand nineteen, you maybe see four uh, percent interest rates. So, so my on the tenure, that's the tenure. My advice for now is, I wouldn't concern myself with four percent. I'd be buying now. These are still, we are literally four months away, five months away from the lowest interest rates. In, in the history of the United States of America, it's still a good time to buy real estate.
3: Great. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Uh, it, it, yeah, so this is something. The important takeaway on that call for our listeners was 2.75 is the magic number on the 10-year. That's going to really start affecting the market. Uh, look, Donald Trump just got elected. The market went up 8%. How exciting. Uh, I guess it's happy days are here again. Ronald Reagan is the probably the best analogy we could use to what's just happened and we all know the market we had great economy under Ronald Reagan the market went up and it was fabulous but what really happened at the beginning of Ronald Reagan's return uh election the market hit when he first came out was elected the market went up uh it went up uh it went up 10% it it went up 8% just like it did right now uh up until from November to December 8% huge Ronald Reagan rally Then from December to December 15th, it declined 10 percent. It went underneath where it was before the election to December 15th. And then it went up from December 15th to January 1st, up 12 percent. And then it rallied up a little bit more, uh, ultimately uh, up another uh, four or five percent to April. It to new to April went up it went over uh 1000 uh 1030 or so and then it dropped from there it dropped 21 22% into october of that year so the market after rallying big went down after after april so it's it, but after 8 years it was a huge boom for the us economy so it's going to be a rocky start and that's kind of the message i want you to get out the Democrats are, they're aligning on the other side. They're all upset. <laughs> you know, it, it's almost humorous. It just literally, uh, it, it, you know, the, the, I could I could put together a comedy show listen, re, with the Democrats' reaction to this. It, But they're going to regroup and they're going to try to fight some of these things and they're going to claim all types of things. The latest thing is the Russians manipulated the election and, you know, it's, it's just one goofball thing after another. But they're going to they're gonna rally back. These are smart people. They're going to try to come back after Trump, and, there's, and so you're going to see ups and downs. The Chinese aren't going to sit there and let us take back all the manufacturing jobs. They're going to try to stand up a little bit. You're going to see some crises back and forth here. So, so it's going to be some up and down thing. The movement over time should be higher. Now, I've heard two things. I've heard this market runs into April, and I've also heard some people are saying, look, it's going to go up into election, into inauguration day, uh, which is mid-January, and then 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 look out. So th- that I think you're dealing with a volatile market. That's not a straight up market. I think you a couple things in this environment. You buy in the pullbacks. We we picked up some stuff this, uh, so uh, a couple things this week, which we're still working on, uh, in 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 some of the sectors that are just beaten up by this whole uh, election and just have yeah, had have been down for for. for Eighteen months and some of the drug sector, which is has really taken it on the chin, and and we're trying to get into some subsectors of that that we think are going to profit from a control of cost, uh, but. So that's what you want to look You want to look at things. Uh, you want to look at who the winners are going to be, who the losers are going to be, who the long-term winners are going to be, and, and, and long-term losers. I, I think oil is very good. Uh, I think oil, we, we've got this, the, the OPEC deal. Oil is still kind of backing down. Uh, the stocks are probably a little ahead of themselves at this game, uh, Sector uh, this, this stage of the game. The... The thing we're watching is the dollar and we're watching the interest rates. That's going to be the key. So you use you use the pullbacks. You use the sector rotation. They're rotating out of some stocks and just throwing them out, you know, the baby with the bathwater. You use those type of things in that market. But understand, the closest analogy to Ronald Reagan, it, it, to, to Donald Trump, is Ronald Reagan. And, and, and it was a bumpy road. It was great going into April, which would be April of 2017, then it collapsed down 21%. So we're just going to have to watch uh, interest rates are moving up, and, and that's what I think we're dealing with. Uh, let me see what else. The, if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here at the Max Savings Show. Interesting story came out. I I saw this. I don't know if y'all have heard this, but I wanted to tell you about it. There's, there's a couple people have done some studies out there on the market over the last year and a half. And one of the interesting things is it seems to be cycling at a much rap of at at an increasingly rapid rate. And, And if you look last year in 2015, uh, in August, uh, Mid August, we had the Chinese unexpectedly devalued their currency, and the market went, "Oh my God, what's going on here?" and and it plunged. It, and so it 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 had a big drop over over five or six days. It 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 took sixty five days to come back up. So oh oh, this is the end of the world. Everybody panicked. They dumped stocks. The Fed rushed in and said, "We're not raising rates. We're not going to do anything. Don't worry, we'll save you." It, the market came back in 65 days. And then this year, in April, well, late April, June timeframe, beginning of June, uh, they had the Brexit vote. And everyone was assured, the Brexit, no problem, this is going to be rejected. Uh, very similar uh, to Donald Trump, by the way. We, we, Matter of fact, in our max out savings report back in July, I think we called Donald Trump the American Brexit. And we, we were right on nails on that, by the way. So the Brexit came out. The market collapsed, oh no, we can 't believe that the British are leaving the, the the euro uh markets were down massively almost within two days they collapsed in within within five days five days the market was down uh over five or six percent in 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 two day in in basically one day uh two days within five days it recovered that okay, Donald Trump. We had the Donald Trump presidency. Uh, Donald Trump was going to lose. Hillary was going to be coronated. There was no problems. A a fascinating thing. Donald Trump in in the speech last night in Michigan talked about Ivanka coming to him late in the day, I guess, five or five or six o'clock in the evening and and said, Dad, it's just it's not looking good. I've I've seen some of the exit polls, you know, know, I'm sorry, but it's not looking good. And Donald, you know, told Ivanka, he he said how he told Ivanka, well, look, I did everything. I, I don't know what more I could have done. I, I feel good about what we've done. But so the reason I tell you that is because the Donald Trump win was unexpected. I mean, everybody was convinced that this wasn't going to happen. We thought it was and we were right. But OK, the market that night, I'm driving back from Dallas. I was up with some of the uh, people up in Dallas watching the election and had dinner with some of the congressional leadership and, and uh. The market, I remember I'm in the car and they're like, the market, the stock market's down 800 points. And within, and Tokyo opened up, it went down 5.5% the next morning. Because remember, Tokyo opens up overnight. So at midnight, that's their daytime. The, the market's down 5%. It closes down 5, 5.4%. Within 16 hours, the 800 point decline was a race for Donald Trump. 16 hours. Uh, the next day, Tokyo reopened. It was up six and a half percent. Italy came out. Italy was—they didn't think Italy was going to leave, was was going to stop the the restructuring of their parliament over there to try to get things under control. Instead, they rejected it because they don't like the elites, just like with Donald Trump. The market opened up the next day. It plunged. Within nine hours, it recovered everything. So the reason for this is. 65 days for China devaluation to come back to even, five days under Brexit, completely unexpected, Trump, completely unexpected, 16 hours, Italy, somewhat unexpected, nine hours. This market is is, is cycling higher every time. It's ignoring all the bad news, which is very bullish, but it also shows you that the Federal Reserve is way behind the curve and has no concept at all of of the stock or, or bond markets. So so understand you're getting a much more volatile, rapid moves in these markets. And and some of the people out there are predicting that you're going to see a lot, and I, we're in this camp, you're going to see a lot more volatility coming up in the next 12 months in the market. You're seeing quick moves, moves are being digested, are happening within two days, within one day, massive moves back and forth. And, and this is a result of a couple things. It's, result, it's a result of of computers huge numbers most of the trading is being done by computers including the investment decisions and everyone's using the same stuff and and we'll talk about this in another day but so anyway a lot of great stuff happening things are going back to a capitalist system over the long term this is very bullish we've had a good run you're going to if it's anything like reagan things are going to change back and forth uh times are a change and it's all for the good uh If you want to hear more about what we're writing about in the Max Out Savings Report, go to the website. It's free uh, to get the free report at maxoutsavings.com. And I'd like to help you out if you're coming up on retirement. Uh, Go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And you can sign up for the free report. Uh, And you can also sign up for an appointment with me. I'll sit down with you. We'll go over your financial situation. We'll see how you're set up for retirement. We'll take a look at see you know, can you retire what what type of income can you look forward to and really what what can you do for your retirement? So if you need some help, go to the website maxoutsavings.com and uh, w- there's a lot of stuff on there to help you out. And until then, remember the motto in our philosophy, it's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. To save aggressively, and invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term. So, I hope everyone has a great weekend and we'll see you next week. Right here on the Max Out Savings Show.
1: This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors, produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at ten a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka. On AM 1070, the answer... (laughs)